This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 1st, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. Donald Trump vowed to aggressively enforce immigration law and make immigration more difficult. But there are plenty of reasons why native-born Americans should be concerned about the ways in which the feds are now enforcing immigration law. Matthew Feeney is author of Walling Off Liberty, How Strict Immigration Enforcement Threatens Privacy and Local Policing. It's available today at Cato.org. We spoke yesterday. For a lot of Americans who support uh, the president's, you know, highly restrictionist uh, immigration policies, uh, most recently, of course, he announced that he believes that he has the authority to, uh, not in his words, but essentially repeal or alter the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution with just the stroke of a pen. Um but there are other policies that uh, certainly the, the president does have a lot of authority in, and he, along with Congress, could build a massive wall along the southern border. And I think a lot of people wouldn't be bothered by that. But uh, if I understand your point correctly, there are plenty of reasons for Americans to be concerned about the tactics and um, I guess uh, police tactics specifically that would uh, be responsible for undertaking the president's uh, immigration policies. Right. I think that many people have not fully considered the fact that strict immigration uh, restrictions and policies will impact law-abiding Americans in ways that uh, many people have not considered. And that should, I think, give people pause before backing such policies. So we might, for example, be aware of the fact, like you mentioned, that uh, the, the president is interested in a wall. But we should also be aware that policies like extreme vetting or crackdowns on sanctuary cities uh, will have an impact on American citizens, as will uh, the checkpoints that we see in the American interior and the ability of Border Patrol or CBP, uh, excuse me, uh, agents to conduct warrantless search of electronic devices at airports and ports of entry. Uh, all these policies, while aimed at limiting illegal immigration and uh, risks to national security, will uh, continue to have an impact on American citizens that should concern any American who values his or her civil liberty. So specifically with respect to the border, uh, I know I've talked with Patrick Eddington about this uh, at Cato, and also I'm sure I've talked to you about it as well, uh, that the idea that CBP has this zone within the border of the United States that runs 100 miles from the edge of the continental US, and they have uh, special privileges with respect to Americans and their rights not to be interfered with by the government. What what is the sort of the rationale and and what do we know about the the legality of that kind of activity? The rationale is that these interior checkpoints are effective at deterring illegal immigration or catching people who have uh, crossed the border illegally. And as you mentioned, these checkpoints uh, can be set up within a hundred miles of the U.S. border, which includes an area, by the way, that uh, that includes areas where two in three people in the United States live. It, it covers entire states such as Florida, for example, and uh, much of New England. 
But what we've seen is that while CBP does have the authority, uh, thanks to uh, some Supreme Court cases, to set up fixed checkpoints to temporary, temporarily stop people to ask their citizenship, these uh, these kind of checkpoints uh, don't seem to be effective at actually catching uh, many illegal immigrants and are actually quite effective at catching uh, – well – Quite, um, quite, comparatively, quite good at catching people who have committed uh, drug crimes, for example. So that that's certainly something that should concern American citizens. You have a federal law enforcement agency uh, that is tasked with border enforcement uh, that is operating well away from the border and uh, impacting the lives of uh, American citizens in a way that doesn't seem to be effective at actually carrying out the. The goal of uh, border security, which is to prevent or deter illegal immigration. For a long time, I think conservatives had have had some difficulty, uh, especially you know, sort of the, whatever the mainstream is at the time, and that's changed quite a bit in the last five years of uh, being perfectly willing or perfectly happy to have uh, you know heavy-handed federal efforts at dealing with immigration and yet somehow still retaining this idea that federalism is an important value. And when you have uh, the federal government sort of uh, you know clamping down on cities that are trying to not enforce uh, the federal law and states that are uh, trying not to enforce federal law, you know, between Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump, there has been this strong effort to try to compel them to do that. And at the end of the day, it feels like conservatives have a choice to make. Either you can have federalism or you can have the cr these crackdowns on sanctuary cities. Yes, those those crackdowns were promised during Trump's campaign and his administration has not been shy about uh, that frustration with uh, jurisdictions that are called sanctuary cities or sanctuary uh, jurisdictions. It's not a legally defined term, but generally it's it's a term that's applied to cities that uh, choose not to cooperate with federal law enforcement. And this does raise interesting federal questions as you alluded to. Uh, immigration is a federal responsibility and it is up to the federal government to enforce uh, immigration laws. Now, some uh, some local mayors and police chiefs have decided that it's best for their city to limit or to to limit the amount of cooperation that they have with the federal government. Uh, some of the president's allies will portray such jurisdictions as lawless or uh, uncooperative, but I think it's worth considering that there might be good law enforcement reasons for doing this. Uh, some uh, police officials will say, well, in order to be effective, we need people to report crimes and to act as witnesses. And if you are a city with a large Latino community, even a large uh, legal Latino community, uh, if, if that community feels as if uh, the local police are engaged in cooperation with the federal government, that hampers local law enforcement. And Fortunately for sanctuary jurisdictions, they seem to be on very safe legal grounds here. Uh, the the 10th Amendment to the US Constitution uh, prohibits the federal government from commandeering uh, state and local officials to carry out federal law. And that so far in the courts, these uh, sanctuary jurisdictions seem to be winning. But that doesn't mean that there isn't some kind of uh, knock-on effect. There have been cities that have reported a decline in uh, crime reports or, or calls for investigations among certain communities in the wake of Trump's election. Uh, we, it's, it's a little unfair, I think, to expect 
ordinary uh, citizens to research the intricacies of constitutional law. I think many Latinos in, in the United States are very worried about the Trump administration's policies. And even if they live in a sanctuary city, there, there might be good reasons for them to choose not to act as a witness or to report a crime. It's probably too early to definitively tell if if that's happening. But in the next couple of years, I won't be at all surprised if the data bears that out. Broadly, it seems that if you're going to have a uh, heavy-handed federal approach to you know secure the border, uh, and that means different things to different people, Americans have to be willing to give up uh, civil liberties in order for that to be effective. And there's no guarantee it will be effective, but it's it's certainly, uh, I would think, a, pre a prerequisite for uh, these kinds of heavy hand this hand heavy-handed federal approach. But at the same time, um, when you and I say, "Well, no, I'm not willing to make that trade-off," it's at least troubling to people who care about their own liberties. Uh, to have that trade-off made for them. Yes. When we're talking about immigration enforcement, we have to keep in mind that immigration enforcement is not restricted to the border. And we also have to remember that uh, immigrants, illegal and legal, live among us. And any effective restrictionist policy requires more uh, federal involvement in, in our lives and the increased amount of data that the federal government has to gather in order to be effective. And that inevitably will mean that law-abiding Americans will have more of their data collected. They will be increasingly hassled at airports and ports of entry, and they risk being stopped uh, by CBP at the interior where they have a legal right to be. When we consider the impact of immigration policy, we have to keep in mind not only what the impact will be on uh, legal uh, immigrant communities as well as illegal, uh, we also have to consider what it will mean for law-abiding Americans. And uh, in working on this paper, I've come to the conclusion that uh, effective and uh, ruthless enforcement of the president's policies would have a detrimental impact on American civil liberties, where, quite frankly, the costs far, far outweigh the benefits. Matthew Feeney is author of Walling Off Liberty, How Strict Immigration Enforcement Threatens Privacy and Local Policing. It's available today at Cato.org. You can subscribe to this and other Cato podcasts at iTunes, Google Podcasts, and many other places. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.